weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that fears no film fest. My name is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we are in a downright panic as we talk about the films we were lucky enough to experience at the 5th Panic Film Festival held this last weekend at the Screenland Armor here in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm -hmm. But before we go any further, let me remind you guys we are part of the ever-expanding Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific podcasts over at downrightcreepy.com. But if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your panic hole. That is right. And so before we get into just our adventure mm-hmm. that we had this last week, Because it was an adventure. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, definitely listen to our uh, last uh, episode where we did our live episode, but I had... We had a before, and now we have after. The after. Yeah. I know. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I was hoping we'd have like a during, but... <laughs> right, but you know. We were hey, busy. Panic Fest sandwich is all right. A Panic Fest sandwich. Oh, yeah. It's going to get dirty. Mm-hmm. We're going to raw dog that. We we're going to raw dog the shit out of it. So before we go into that, I had a really weird, not really weird experience, uh-huh. but one of those moments that it made me chuckle to myself. So I'm up in my room and I'm watching, uh, I recently picked up this Blu-ray, it's called Trailer Trauma Volume 3. Oh, that that rad one. With all the, the 80s horror trailers. Seven and a half hours of nothing but 35 millimeter horror trailers. <laughs> it's kind of a it's... little... It's, it's overkill, a, but it's wonderful overkill. La- I think last time we were over here, I was over here. Like, let's watch him. Like, okay, we'll watch a few. We got about a half hour to kill, right? And we wound up like, shit, we've been watching it for an hour and a half. I'm and like, barely dented. <laughs> right? We're like, oh, shit, we're still in 1987. Fuck. So <laughs> it, and so it's one. It's a, I highly recommend no, it. Yeah. Uh, trailer Trauma Volume 3, the 80s. And it's all, like, like Genius said, it's all... 80s trailers and like weird ones that a few that we even we, we, we haven't even seen and like variants like the life force one the or li- blue monkey blue monkey is the one that really sticks out there that we <laughs> if if you're listening to this podcast and you know blue monkey you've seen blue monkey you have blue monkey let us know yeah because same with the shadows of kilimanjaro oh jesus christ because i want to see a bunch of baboons go ape Dude, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like some red-ass baboons there. Right. So I'm in the midst of the year 1989 in terms mm-hmm. of the trailers. And one of the cool things with this particular box set is not only do you get the trailers, but there's a commentary underneath it. And it's various filmmakers. Uh, Ted Geegan from We Are Still Here dropped some stuff for 1982. Oh. It's fantastic. A lot of fun. Uh, but I'm in the middle of 1989. I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And I need to take the dog downstairs, let her go outside, whatever. So I click pause on what I'm watching. Mm -hmm. So 1989, I'm watching the trailer of this movie called Moon Trap. And it's got uh, Bruce Campbell... It's got uh, Chekhov from Star Trek. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's not necessarily a good film, right. per se. It's one of those that you don't necessarily need to see. It's kind of an alien ripoff anyway. So I then, because I'm one of those media overload people, I'm walking downstairs. So, of course, I take my phone and I start, I bring up a podcast that I was listening to earlier. Because, you know, I'm just constant, just saturation, what have you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to the We Hate Movies podcast. And they were doing their episode on uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. And so they're trashing it, this and that. But but then they reference a particular film. Really? Moontrap. Right. Which was so weird and random. And it hit me. I was like, oh my God, this is one of those cosmic unconsciousness things that you mm-hmm. see in like Repo Man mm-hmm. when Tracy Walters' character is talking about like <laughs> plate of shrimp. Yeah. You know, and how that happens. It felt like I had like weirdly manifested 
this weird connection between Moontrap being on the trailer. In your head, and then now it's in the ether and because now, of you. And then the podcast. Yeah, it was really weird. Welcome to the Dedrick Show. Right? Right? And so I, it was one of those moments, and I was totally by myself, but I just kind of chuckled because uh-huh. it's like, how random is that? That in terms of, you know, seven and a half hours of trailers. Right, and then you stop on one, next thing you know, you're here, and they're talking about the same movie. That's like kismet. Dude. Right. That's, so did you watch... Star no, 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 or... Moontrap. No, 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 I did not. Uh, but again, just that cosmic unconsciousness kind of thing, even in the, the nerd geek horror realm. Dude, if you ever watch that movie, the world's going to implode on itself. My f- like mouth of madness. Yeah. Well, my friends and I had always talked about we had never saw a Batman Mask of the Phantasm. That movie is so fucking good. I love that movie. That is my f- my favorite. Um, that is probably my favorite Batman movie. Just yeah, live action or what have you. Right. That's the thing. I've heard the same thing. But my buddies and I, this is, um, if you ever listen to Nerds of Nostalgia, I always re- uh, talk about my old roommates, Matt and Scotto, mm-hmm. the Nutri Boy and Scotto. Right. We always had this thing that we never saw Batman Mask of the Phantasm, but we had this theory that if any of us watched it, the world would end. <laughs> and so I still, I'm just like, I don't want to watch it. I'm afraid, you know, if I do, I'm going to be, you know, gathering the apocalypse on us. Which, In the Batman of Madness. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering maybe if Matt and Scotto did with our current, you know, the way everything is going right, right now, you never know. So you have my word, you know, faithful listeners, I'm not going to watch it. That's so sad. I mean, because I, I hear I'm depriving myself of a it, great film. It's phenomenal. I've it heard is, it's it's great. It is, like I said, my favorite Batman movie. I'm a huge Batman fan. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it was, but it was really weird. That's, that is weird. It was just the randomness. It's one of those things where you're like, man, I sure could go for like a hamburger, right? And somebody's like, Oh, who wants a hamburger? You're like, oh, as a matter of fact, I do. You know, so it, it made me wonder if I maybe I should like harness my powers for good, or go the genius route. Right, I was gonna say, like, you know what I would do? Like, man, I wish. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you, I wish Jessica Nigri would show up with no clothes and a million dollars. Please. And you then got like, the next best bloop. thing. Yeah. She is coming to Kansas City. Yeah, the Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City, Missouri. <sighs> um, so. <laughs> Mentioned Panic Fest before. Um, if you've listened to Nightmare Junkhead, we've done several uh, episodes devoted to Panic Fest. And Wolf Cop. And Wolf Cop, of course, <laughs> of course. So this is the fifth year of the mm-hmm. Panic Film Festival, and this is the third year that I've attended. Mm-hmm. You've attended four years, four correct? Years. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been fantastic. It gets better and better every it year. It really it, does. I mean, the, in, in terms of quality, content... Variety, um, variety, uh, the vendor loft, the, the the everything. It's just it's bigger and better. We had people we talked to that were traveling in from like Minnesota, mm-hmm. so a lot of people actually traveling specifically for this film festival. Well, and the weird thing is because like when the last podcast on the left did their thing, oh, there was man. a whole bunch of people that didn't even know what was going on. But I talked to one dude from New Jersey. He goes, mm-hmm. "Who's the last podcast on the left? I'm here to see the movies," and I'm like, "Fantastic! That's awesome!" You know, because I mean, not no no disrespect to last. Mm-hmm. Podcast, but I'm saying if if you're going to go to a film fest just to see one thing, you're missing out on the what whole, a festival is. Right, right, right. And so much power to them for selling out both shows. Oh yeah. But I I kind of hope that some of those people stayed mm-hmm. and watched movies for the rest of, the, or even came earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think some did. I think some didn't. But there's uh, definitely some cross pollination going right. on in terms of the crowds. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's if even if one or two people go, oh, what is this panic film fest? Yeah, I didn't... let's take a look at mm-hmm. it and see what's going on. Because and if they didn't see any movies this year, they missed out. They really did. Yeah, we we mentioned it before <laughs> um, in terms of how every year it seems to be growing. Mm-hmm. And in this year, yeah, there was just so much to choose from that yeah. 
we were kind of looking at the schedule. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, well, what should we do? What should we do? And so. And yeah. we, we kind of mentioned off mic, if we were really true, if we had journalistic in- integrity, mm-hmm. we would have tried to catch as many of them as possible. Like it's splitting up. You go this yeah. one, I go that one, blah, 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 blah. But I don't like that, dude. I yeah. like I like seeing movies with you. With friends. Absolutely. With, yeah. And I like seeing movies fucking with you, yeah, dude. So, it's good. It's, yeah. it's the shared experience. Yeah, exactly. Plus, we can get together and talk about it and have different points of view or both agree, you know? Which. It's like <laughs> watching a movie and talking about it without you is almost like a Siskel without Ebert. It makes sense. You it know does make saying? sense. Because well, even when Roper like, comes in, it's still not the same. Well, we have the segment, um, the, uh, oh my God, where. I've seen that? Not I've seen that. It's where What's one of us tries to convince. Oh, oh, it's, um, um, Jesus um, Christ. It's oh, been so gosh. Long since we've done uh, one. Uh, not a Netflix nasty, but uh, anyway, we have a segment where, where we, yeah, we just can't think of the name of the segment right now. It's where, been a while, apparently. <laughs> where I see a movie or he sees a movie that I haven't seen, we try and convince each convince other to each see other. it. Yeah, like I finally convinced you to see the selling. Yeah, which, which I uh, had a great time yeah. with. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that eventually. Um, but I think there's an interesting kind of a crapshoot that you can have with a festival. Yeah, because we've rolled the dice sometimes and lost on some things. So. And so we actually ended up seeing four films, and my God, there were they so were, many more right, that were, were out there. All good. And you got to see the um, short film showcase. I did, which and was phenomenal. Yeah, that's the one thing we didn't see together because I was working. Right. So, yeah. And that's the other thing, too, just in terms of even the short films that they get. There's mm-hmm. just so many that they're getting now because so many more people are actually um, not necessarily investing but submitting so much. And yeah. I love it because, again, it's all genre films. It's not specifically all horror. No, there's sci-fi there's, and mm-hmm. horror and then action and thriller and, like, just insanity. In the short film showcase, mm-hmm. was there one who won? And two, was there a couple that stuck out in your mind as in, like, these need to be seen by more people? Yes. The one that won, it was, uh, it was an exorcism short. Mm-hmm. Let me actually see if I can pull this up here since, you know, we actually have shorts. Uh, this is scintillating podcasting I have, here. I have shorts. Okay, too. so here are the list of the shorts that played. Okay, uh, first one was called Agatha. Mm-hmm. Agatha was the one that I was telling you about that kind of had basically took Zelda from Pet Cemetery <sighs> and made it into a short film. I twisted you up like me. Take all you need from that, <laughs> and my God, and it, so it, it was very powerful. I liked it a lot, and the other thing also in terms of. The uh, differences in some of the shorts is some of them obviously had bigger budgets than others. Right. But we are we are the, the the opinion that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you have; it's how much heart you put into. Yes. It. Yeah. And so the, another one that there's there's some really good comedic horror ones in there, which I love. You would really like. It's called Born Again. Mm-hmm. Basically, takes the idea of cults possessions, bringing about like Damien and what have you. And putting on a comedic front, mm. a lot of fun with that one. Nice, uh, of course. The Goth Gangster Princess, uh, the stylish Which screen. We have talked about. See it if you haven't seen it yet. It's on Shutter. So. And I still, and yes, it is on Shutter. Yeah. Thank you, Shutter. And I still love watching people react to a certain scene in that in that short. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, another one that was kind of tailor made for me was Death Metal. Uh-huh. It was a it was a gory, fun little death metal short. That's nice. all you need on that. It was nice. a lot of fun. Uh, there was a found footage one, uh-huh. and I'm not in different on found footage i don't like fine footage it can it's one of those things that immediately can really divide a room i think Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was one called gags and it was interesting because it kind of took a play on remember for the longest time we had the creepy clown sightings forever basically plays off of that nice so i i actually enjoyed that one quite a bit we need more Um, clown movies (laughs) they are out there um 
Birch. Now, I have seen that one. It is pretty good. That was the one from Crypt TV. Yeah. That one had a lot of money behind it. Yeah. You could see, but the effects work, the monster in it. When they show the monster right off the bat, you know, it's like, wow, that's a good monster. And it's a great monster. Um, also kind of gives you a, bit of, uh, a little bit of the uh, Del Toro because uh, it's well. kind of like a dark fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our friends from uh, Attack of the Killer podcast, their short from uh, called Leftovers played, and apparently it was the first time it had played in a festival. Oh, nice! And I was talking to them about, it, and they were like, "We were so nervous." And it's a comedic one, uh-huh. and it hit, and it played yeah. really well. So they like when the comedic hits hit, and everyone reacted. They're like, that was fantastic. Comedy so. and horror are both pretty hard to do because what you might think is funny is not, according to some of the comments I've. We've <laughs> got from from this podcast uh, some things. <laughs> Subjectivity is tough, <clears throat> right? <laughs> in terms of, but obviously there's the catharsis, right? The laughter, mm-hmm. the fear. They both they work really well. It's yeah, like like uh, you can have them on their own, and you can have them together, like salty and sweet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. you can't appreciate the sweet without the salty. Yeah. So the uh, last one, and this was the one that actually won the short uh, film showcase, was mm-hmm. the cleansing hour. It was a possession film, an exorcism, oh. and it was really interesting. So two exorcism movies? Um, yeah, actually. Huh. Um, and well, in terms of uh, one was more of a an arrival, and the other one was a dispelling, if you will, ah. a binge and purge potentially on that one. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not no, bad. No, uh, no, 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 no. Um, especially for demons. Yes, especially for demons. Um, no, but there was they were all really well and yeah. all got good reactions. Wasn't a stinker in the bunch. No, it was good. it was really it was really nice. Actually, it was a nice change. Uh, so Friday night kicked off, and mm-hmm. uh, if you listen last week, we that's when we did our live podcast. We uh, reflected on past Panic film. Uh, movies that we've seen, right. some of our favorite films, and so so, and we also mentioned a lot of the films we mentioned briefly, the ones that are playing. So briefly, before we get into our review, I do want to make sure we talk about or just you know shout out right. the films that we didn't get to see, mm-hmm. but we definitely recommend you seeking them out yeah. one way or the other if they're on demand. Because validate your own, I mean, get your own opinion on mm-hmm. things. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's always good to hear reviews and go to hear talk about it, but it's one thing to actually like make up your own mind. So, yes, yeah, so. and and also you know any of these, and that's the hardest thing too with some of these is because they are on the festival circuit. It might be difficult to seek some of them out, which mm-hmm. is why I'm very thankful that we have the Panic Film Festival. Most and we get to do that most in a local capacity. Um, but, you know, obviously <clears throat> keep on the lookout then in terms of film festivals, mm-hmm. video on demand, yeah. DVD, what have you, streaming. Because um, I'll tell you what, we won't steer you wrong. Oh, no, no. no I'd like to think that. In terms of, t- not necessarily taste, but we're not going to necessarily push you to something that... That we aren't going to want to see, yeah. so, yeah. And just look at the past list of episodes in terms of stuff that we enjoy, mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, but the first one was Tonight She Comes, mm-hmm. which we were not able to check out. Uh, that one actually kind of looked like a uh, kind of a cabin in the woods. grindhouse type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard people talk about it, so um, some of it good some of it bad and that's the interesting thing in terms of the four films that we saw they were fantastic they were probably universally ex- just you know really lauded accepted yeah. the other ones i definitely they were definitely more of a mixed bag they were the ones that we the ones that we didn't see i definitely heard good ones good reviews As and well. bad reviews and speaking of there was another one called don't knock twice with katie sackoff katie sackoff bitch starbuck pudding. herself and bitch pudding from uh robot chicken is that what that is too mm-hmm. see I'm, I'm a little behind bitch on that pudding. one uh, but again, didn't have a chance to see it. Heard mixed things mm-hmm. regarding it. Uh, local filmmaker Patrick Rea uh, premiered Arbor Demon. Yes, and I heard that was really good. I heard a lot of good stuff about that. And because one, if you ever watch his shorts, they're really, really, good. Really, really good. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. And his other movie, Nailbiter, mm-hmm. it's a good movie too. It's a good little fun monster film. Um, 
And this one, if you haven't seen it, if you're in the local Kansas City area, you're going to get a chance to Screen next Lone week. Armor. Screenland Armor. And I heard that it's going to be on demand soon. Good. So definitely make sure to check that out, especially, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, uh, you know, su- supporting local filmmakers, but also just good films in general. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, the Axe Murderers of Villisca. I haven't seen that one. Once again, heard back and forth. So featuring John Grise, uh, John Grease, uh, genre favorite. And Uncle then they Rinko. did a 4K restoration screening of Hellraiser, which I heard was beautiful. Was it? I heard it was beautiful. Did Jesus it was... weep. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus wept. wept. Um, and so and I mean, obviously the Hellraiser is Hellraiser. Yeah. Yeah, Hellraiser's Hellraiser is going to be commentary on Hellraiser, yeah. right? And then, lastly, uh, that night on Friday, uh, get the girl, which I heard good things about. That. I didn't hear a lot of bad things. That one looks like an interesting kind of genre bender. Yeah, kind of like the guest uh, in terms of mi- mixing multiple genres. What I heard was it was despicable people doing despicable things funny. And huh. so I was well, like, is it always sunny, yeah. funny? And they're right. <laughs> the gang does a murder. <laughs> no, but that was like, is it always sunny, despicable? And I'm like, well, they do a lot of really terrible, despicable things. And it's done in a com- comedic way. And, and the I'm filmmaker, like, okay. he's had a lot of stuff at the Slaughter Movie House, if I remember yeah, right. that's what I heard. Excellent. Yep. So then on Saturday, one of the first films that played was Sex Doll. No, it didn't. Well, yeah, it was supposed, it was supposed to play, to play um, but it, it's in it's in French, mm-hmm. French, and um, they Apparently. didn't get the subtitled enough, so they're gonna show it later. Um, yeah. But just kind of a bummer, yeah. Sex doll, sex doll, you're my sex doll, and it, baby, you can turn me on. It did look like a nice arty boner jam. Yeah, it's very well, much not so. a boner jam, more like a bummer, a bummer, bummer jam. jam, but with like. <laughs> bunch of french whores from what i understand it, it's it, it played again uh, Barty eli uh, elijah went and saw it so i'll be anxious to see what he thought of it yeah because he said he was the only one there unfortunately when it replayed again but that's kind of a neat <laughs> did, film did, did he wear a raincoat and and like a hat and glasses like an old 42nd street Got his best in show shirt on it was really good there <laughs> um later that saturday another one played it's called let me make you a martyr now i heard a few good things yeah. and i heard a lot of I don't want to say a, more. This is no, problematic, maybe. Right in terms from of, from those of you. Now remember, this is just what I've heard, so I I'm not making an opinion on it. When I make an opinion on something, you'll know it. But <laughs> this was one of those crime. Uh, Marilyn Manson was in it, and I think that was the big draw. That was the draw. Yeah, and I heard he was only in it for like about five ten minutes, and he was really creepy in it because he's fucking he's Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson. But I heard it was a good crime thriller, but nothing to write home about, right. is what I heard. And then that was followed up by The Basement, which I, again... I, yeah, well, it's, I've heard more I heard more bad than good about it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, some people who liked it really liked it, and some people who didn't really didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, like, you know, see it for yourself type exactly. things. Exactly. Form your own opinion. And then on Sunday... Uh, American Fable Screen. We skipped a whole... Oh, you're talking about the ones we didn't we see. We didn't see. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to those. We're going to get to those. But yeah, American Fable, mm-hmm. which when we watched the trailer... It looked like an American Pan's Labyrinth. We both were like, that's, that's an, American. an American Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, at the same time we said it. And then talking to other people, they're like, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. And we're like, oh, Which well. is interesting in terms of, again, how a trailer portrays mm-hmm. a film and how it can maybe lead you one way, yeah. pull the rug out for you, or just the certain expectations. But I've heard nothing but good things about that movie. Mm-hmm. So that one, that one looked like a lot of fun as well. Yeah, which brings us to the films we actually, actually saw. Yeah, 
And so uh, that Friday night, like I said, we did the podcast. Mm-hmm. We were going to go see the Hellraiser screening, but we we're both we're exhausted. Old. And you know what? Normally, I would have been like, fuck yeah, it's only 10 o'clock, blah, 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 blah. But I worked all day, and then we did the podcast, and then I worked at the booth, and I was like, it's 930, guys. I'm exhausted. Well, I'm I, I don't home. even think it was. It was maybe even 9 o'clock. Yeah. And when, <laughs> we were like, let's shut it down, oh, dude. Yeah. I'm sleepy. And so Saturday, I went full out. But yeah, like Saturday was good. Friday, so, it was like, oh, dude, I'm tired. So we started with... Um, the barn mm-hmm. on Saturday. So this is one I have seen all around the internet in mm-hmm. terms of, especially the poster. You know, it's very, very iconic. They're definitely going for something iconic yeah. in terms of the, the barn, the monsters the above. above. Right, yes. right, right, right. So this is definitely, this is a throwback film. Mm-hmm. This was shot to look like it was shot in the eighties mm-hmm. as if it was shot on video. Yes. Basically. So this is one of those, I think that the, the, our tape head, you know, fans out there mm-hmm. would really appreciate. So let me just throw it out to you. Uh, it was written directed by Justin Seaman. Um, yeah, I know. Giggity. T- giggity. Uh, interestingly enough, it looked like when I was doing a little bit of research on this, he had, and much like Adam Green with Hatchet in terms of creating the story when he was really young, back in 1993, he basically made like a little children's book about the barn. Really? A children's horror book? That's very much fantastic. So. But very, uh, but with the three main demons mm-hmm. as, the, as kind of the driving force. That's cool. So this film set in Halloween. Let me just, what did you think of the barn? I, 100% honest. I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was maybe about 15 minutes too long. I think with a little bit more trimming of the editing, it would be a phenomenal movie. But just because it ran a little bit long, it didn't like it. It it went. It could be, let's say, from a seven to a nine. But because of that, I'm going to stick with seven. It was a good. It didn't overstay its welcome. No, it didn't. And it had. It had. it, It hit all the tropes. In a weird, fun way, mm-hmm. the black guy dies first. There's gratuitous nudity. I mean, the, the weirdest, almost sterile gratuitous yeah. nudity. Because but you appreciate it. Oh yeah, of course, of course. You have to. You know, you just you've got your little list of things that you need to see in an '80s film like that. Right. But they it was like a minute just on focused on the boobs, just like panning back and forth, and they weren't like jiggling or anything. They, they were just there. Like, Look at my boobs. Here they are. Da da da. All right, boys, you done? Cool. Let's get back to let's the movie. Let's get back to the movie. It was basically that's what it was. It was just like. Okay, Okay, cool. Boobs are boobs. Boobs are boobs. Well, I think that that's the thing with a film like this, especially any kind of a throwback with a certain aesthetic, is you don't want to overstay your welcome. Right. And I think films like this, you know, if they go beyond about an hour and a half. It's overstay. You really. Any fucking slasher film goes yeah. beyond an hour and a half, then it's almost too long. You well, know? and anymore now, the, the Hollywood mandate is that movies have to be stuffed to the gills. They have to be longer than two hours. And I, I, thankfully, that hasn't really, really trickled the, its way down to mm-hmm. the horror or genre Which filming. is good because, I mean, I love horror as much as the next person but i i can run a marathon on friday the 13th mm-hmm. but if each friday the 13th movie was two and a half hours i'd Ooh, be done no, you, you know what i'm that. saying you i'd cannot be done do that uh but this is set in 1989 in halloween mm-hmm. and it's basically uh five friends are on their way to a rock concert and they stop for some mandated uh court trick-or-treating and shenanigans ensue yeah and speaking of mandating it was good to see Linnea not get killed right and in, and, <laughs> and an authoritative an role authorita- where author- she didn't have Christian to like Christian authoritative role because she was like the head of the church it was nice to see her show up and then um Ari is it Ari Lerman yeah the mm-hmm. first Jason first shows Jason. up as well That's as Dr. a little, Rock. little shock jock there mm-hmm. 
a lot of fun with this one. It mm-hmm. definitely has the retro feel, and it, it pulled it off well. When we talk about when we're paying, when you're paying homage, there's a difference between making fun and homage. It's kind of like the Kung Fury versus, versus the Turbo Kid, right? And this is more in the Turbo Kid homage vein as opposed to like let's make fun of the tropes. And so we knew what we we're kind of ex- getting into when yeah, we went we in knew with this, this one. throwback. And I will say, even the opening logo, it was a Nevermore production. Still, it had it looked that, like the old media, yeah, the old media did. production company. Font and just yeah, it, yeah, just, it, it hits. I was like, it really hits. Yeah, and so at one point in the theater, in in terms of the experience I had, which made it more memorable, and I was there's a certain they they set a scene in a bowling alley, and you get some of the background music. <laughs> And this is what tickled me just so yeah, much. Yeah, you were like laughing and you're like, dude. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I, and so <laughs> they're in the midst and they've got some background music playing and there's just, there's a little bit of music I hear. And it just, I was like, oh my God, I know this. What is it? And I re- and it hit me all of in just this huge wave. Uh-huh. But if any of you are out there, there's this movie called Bad Channels. It's, I don't think I've seen that one. It's, it's, it's worth your time. It's okay. basically an alien um, sh- uh, holds up in a, a, this DJ this uh, radio DJ and starts kidnapping people through the airwaves. Cool. It's it's actually not bad. It's a lot that of fun. It's cool. a lot of fun. One of the bands though is this band called Psychotic Symphony, mm-hmm. and they had two songs in that movie, um, Mr. Cool, and uh, it's um, oh my god, it's, well you know it's very much like that. I cannot. Oh, manic depressive. I think is the name of the song. Like um, the old Jimi Hendrix, manic depressive. No, no, it's, no, it's not that classy. Oh, it's, okay. it's very much like Mr. Bungle. If you've ever listened to Mr. Yeah. Bungle, and okay, I'm a okay. huge Mr. Bungle fan. And you've introduced me to Mr. I think I did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I watched this I like film, Mr. Bungle, huh? originally we were all like convinced that Psychotic Symphony was Mr. Bungle, but they uh-huh. didn't want to use the name or what have you. So is it? It's not. It's okay. not. It's just another band that sounds like Mr. Bungle. But we liked it a lot, and so it made mm-hmm. me enjoy Bad Channels that much more and so in the midst of the barn sure shit they play a little bit of mr cool from psychotic symphony nice and, and so that because you because you're like like oh my god that's mr cool I, and you never really talk in the movies no i will you not never know. really really do every now and then i'll come up with a little joke and maybe like one or two words but you never you never and then you're like dude that's mr Bacala. and i'm like oh okay so okay much to yeah the point, if you remember right i left and i left the theater because mm-hmm. i was so energized by this random song. I gotta get up and dance. <laughs> I almost felt like I needed to do that because I got out. I was like, oh, that was so badass. I wanted to tell someone. Like, Greg's foot loose. <laughs> Let's dance. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, no, it was so much, but that added, I don't know, and that's like, Bad Channels, I think, is maybe like 92 or 93, mm-hmm. um, but it just added a little bit more for, for me more, personally. More kick, yeah. It was, yeah, it was just that little bit of an element that- Like if someone ever mm. made a movie and then all of a sudden I'm hearing, are you ready for the sex, girl? I'll be like, ah, that's, 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 that's. <laughs> um, Another thing that I really dug that we noticed uh, in terms of, and again, uh, the great practical effects. Mm-hmm. Always, you got to make you got to make sure you do that. Yeah, they were really good. I, I for a lower budget film, I was really impressed with the effects. And then also, you know, your movie is only really as good as your bad guys. Yeah. And here you get three demons basically, mm-hmm. right? So the first one is he's called the Boogeyman, uh-huh. and he's the one you really see on the posters. And he's the one that has the minor hat and, yep, the pickaxe. and the pickaxe. You get the candy corn scarecrow which doesn't sound terrifying no. but it was it was pulled off well it's with his candy gnarly, corn actually, teeth yes. yeah 
And then also you get Hallowed Jack, mm-hmm. who is the pumpkin head. Which like I thought was done head. really well. In with terms the, with the whole the, the candles in the eyes and the mouth through the whole entire And he could actually basically any jack o' lantern that's on the ground, he could come and like rise, rise up, up from. from it. Yeah. It was a cool little thing. It was cool. So I really liked how the mythology was incorporated within yeah. these little specific demons. Because I always appreciate a good mythology and mm-hmm. I also appreciate some a movie that sets up its rules and explains its rules. Yeah. And they did this quite nicely, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, it's going to be in my low budget Halloween rotation. Now, that was what I was going to ask you. Will this one potentially fall in rotation? In a low budget one. Nice. I mean, not every year like Trick or Treat sure. or Halloween, but like, oh, I haven't seen the barn in like a year. Let's go see the barn. And their yeah. initial, like, their whole uh, campaign was they're going to release it on VHS, yeah. um, which I think they've done. And I, it's, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I really think it set the tone for the festival but let me also ask you this in terms of because we're seeing a lot of modern filmmakers making these throwbacks yes which i love them me too we it's something Mm -hmm. we enjoy because it is a callback to you know when we were growing up yeah but do you think it's diluting modern horror with almost like using the throwback as a crutch I think sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. I think it all depends on, one, where their heart is at. True, I think that's the true. most important thing. and Because if a Hollywood decides to make a throwback, it's not going to be good. It's going to be too goofy. If if like me and you decided, hey, let's make a movie like they did in the 80s, right. and we really put a lot of our heart and effort into it, I think then it doesn't dilute the market doesn't okay. it, it add, adds to their own sense of nostalgia and their own sense of like you know this is what horror movies should be and sure. i like going back to the old school horror slasher 80s tropes i and some of them not good you know i mean but some of them are really done well mm-hmm. and so i thoroughly enjoy a good well hearted throwback movie and i think also like you i almost want to say you you get one <laughs> and then you've got to maybe do something a little bit more or, yeah. or expand beyond Right, it. right. Because you don't want, I mean, like, unless you're going to make Turbo Kid 2, right. I hope that the makers of Turbo Kid start making other movies. You Certainly. know what I'm saying? And as much as we love them, I would like right. to see them go beyond maybe Beyond the that 80s trope. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Make but something new. All that being said, it was a good time. Yeah. Great way to start the fest. Oh, yeah. Put me in a, a great mood to start with. Uh-huh. And then it was a good kicker. It was it really a good was. kickoff. Yeah. In terms of the ones that we, and again, we, it's a crapshoot with the festival. Yeah. But I had heard enough good things about this one that I was confident in mm-hmm. terms of picking it, but also knowing it was a retro style throwback. And then, you know, I tried to go in blind as possible, except like the night before we saw the trailers because mm-hmm. I didn't see any of the trailers. We needed to see what we wanted to see. To see. And right from the trailer, I'm like, oh, this, this is, this is us. You know, this the, is. The score is a lot of fun on uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Like I said, the psychotic symphony showing up, it, it put a smile on my face, yeah. started it off nicely. There was good jokes. The, it was funny when it was yeah. supposed to be funny. And the crowd responded yeah. well to it as well. That's the other thing in yeah. terms of the festival experience. Mm-hmm. It would have been one thing seeing that with uh, you know our tapehead friends on a VCR mm. at someone's house. Yeah. But on the big screen with other people, especially yeah. people going in blind. Yes. You know. And then to get that good reaction it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. So great first first movie to kick off now the second one that we saw that same day i'm just gonna say this man that movie should have come with a warning yeah because it absolutely wrecked me yeah um i had heard so much hype about this film um so this was one that wasn't necessarily one that i could escape and i knew enough about it just in terms of people that i trusted sites that i know that i read people saying it's the real deal Mm -hmm. of course talking about 
Train to Busan. Train to Busan, man. I mean, just a, a people <laughs> describing it on the premise alone, the raid on a train plus zombies. Right. I was like, fucking sold. Done. You Done. know, that's that's how it goes. Because I love zombie movies. I mean, good ones, bad ones, I enjoy them. Well, and that's the thing also, just in terms of let's kind of take a step back in terms of kind of the modern zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, back in the 90s, I, not even that, but when I was still in high school, there was just not, there was not the oversaturation right. of zombie movies, zombies, shit, The Walking Dead right now. I mean, you and our friend Dustin mm-hmm. uh, do on the Media Rewind podcast, you guys do a do weekly, weekly recap with mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. So yep. you seek it out. Yeah. I just, for some reason, for me, Never your just too much. Walking, well, yeah. You know, once you can't, you can't top return of the living dead so after that what's the you know well and i don't want to say we necessarily had we were in the nadir of zombie films because let me tell you something i was a i was just like how can a zombie film be that good what can they do differently with a zombie film and (laughs) add emotion to it is what they did jesus christ uh written and directed now i'm gonna probably butcher these names because it's here. okay so it's disclaimer korean. yeah no, no, i don't speak korean i don't know what korean accents sound like but you know what you speak horror and i speak horror and this and film all speaks horror mm-hmm. uh sang ho yon written and directed wrote and directed this film it is in it's zombies on a train basically mm-hmm. but for me what makes zombie films work number one is that they do elevate the characters elevate mm-hmm. characters you care about if they can also throw in some socio-political commentary, right? Because uh, that's the, to me the best zombie, the best horror films, especially when the zombies are the main threat, but they're not the main villain. They're on the periphery, right? They're always that constant sense of danger mm-hmm. where that's like you don't go, but the real villains, the real evil, comes from within, and that's when a zombie movie works, unless it's done for just laughs, like Shaun of the Dead. Right, but, but even though those, but characters, even though, yeah, you, you still... care about those characters. But my oh. God, this Train to Busan. I'm going to say this now. This was my favorite movie that I've seen, not only at the fest, but probably in a good long time. For me, this movie was, this was not a movie for me. This was a fucking film experience yes. in terms of the emotions. I went, okay, and just spoilers okay. ahead on this one. It is emotional as shit. Okay. I mean, a, you can really take, uh, you can start, instead of like Sarah McLaughlin, just have the pictures of the sad puppies and put Train to Busan in the background and it works just the same scientifically proven because if anyone knows me i am very much a sap i will cry at the drop of a hat i weeped three times no fewer than three times during this movie yeah and even you the the, the <laughs> no i'll do one i'll do you one better i'll do you one better so we're at the very like Towards the end, the final like mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes of mm-hmm. it, the most emotional part of the movie. I look Jesus over. Christ. I look over. You have your head in your hands, <laughs> and you're just, just like no, and you're just crying. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I got a one solitary tear trickling down, and I'm trying to hold it in, and I'm, <sighs> I look over, and Dustin Mount Baldy, Mister like tough asshole just nothing gets him he's sitting there and he's just he's just his eyes are all welled up i'm like dude are you all right he's like, i'm fine <clears throat> i'm fine you know just trying to be mr cool when all three of us oh my god are reacting like that and and you could hear people coming out of oh. the theater wiping their eyes saying i i don't know if i want to see that again it was just so powerful and it's not like it's a downer sad no not at all it's not no, a downer it's, sad it's just an emotional 
wreck. I mean, because you literally, once the movie goes, maybe it's about, it's slow for maybe about five, ten minutes building characters sure. and stuff. But then after that, boom, it just it just takes off running at a train space <laughs> and, and just keeps going and going and going and going and going. Does not No, it does not stop. let up. It doesn't let up on the action. It doesn't let up on the gore. It doesn't let up on the social commentary, which yeah. was key. It's- and it didn't let up on the emotions because Jesus well, Christ. Well, and I don't want necessarily anyone to hear us go, oh my God, we were weeping and bawling go well does it, this is a good horror movie yes, it, is it is straight up a horror there's movie violence, there's oh, it's zombie super action super, there's it's lots cr- of it's death. Cra- it is the raid on a train with zombies made by Hallmark right. so <laughs> it's like you know what i'm saying it's it, it's so so goddamn good and so the with the interesting take on the whole the fact that they're not called the, the the zombies themselves are brought about um by, like a chemical spill yes and it's it's very kind of vague on that which mm-hmm. i like yeah because it really it's it's kind of a macguffin to get everything started mm-hmm. and then once you're on the train yeah, it does not and stop. there's so much purpose once everyone's on the train too as well just in terms of the characters that we're involved with especially mm-hmm. the main character and his little girl who let me tell you and that she is she's a she Suan is played by Suan Kim and Jesus Christ. We saw two films this weekend that had main, little kids as main and, characters and, and zombies and zombie films. And that to me was probably the biggest uh, crapshoot just in terms of because a kid can either make or kill a film mm-hmm. really quickly. Yeah. And she Jesus Christ. She <laughs> she she destroyed it. She killed it in the movie and she killed my heart. Oh, good it's Lord. Just, that song that she oh, sings in the end, man. Oh my that's, gosh, that's that song is what got me. And I, I'm okay. I'm about to spoil something again. Yeah, major so spoilers. So if you don't want to hear it, just either fast forward the next five, ten seconds, or just whatever. But okay, so when it's at the end and they're coming out of the tunnel and that guy had him in his sight i'm like if He's, they do it i'm walking i was like if they do it fuck this movie this is bullshit i would throw down everything i'm gonna burn this fucking theater to the ground you know i got so but they <laughs> but you know i was like don't you fucking dare don't you do this i really thought they were too me and too I was at that point if they would yeah i would have been, been pissed because in my mind i'm beyond like belief this is such torture porn right now because mm-hmm. you're emotional so torture porn well, and it's they they crafted some really good characters, yes, um, and a real variety of them as well. Very human, very very yes. the flawed, but in their own way, they're trying to do the best with what they have, right? And one of the things that I really f- think that works is again in terms of the political alle- allegory that was going on in the in the midst of an apocalypse. The the the, the dad basically tells his little girl, "Listen, we need to be thinking about ourselves." forget everyone else and then she goes well you always do that that's why mommy left you yeah that's why mommy left you and i was like damn and so shots fired you know (laughs) (laughs) but that's kind of the 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 thesis statement of this film yeah is look out for each other other, because if not you're fucked because they're oh my god one of the great things because once you're on the train you're limited in many ways. And that's what I thought the challenge was with this film in terms of how are they going to make zombies on a train engaging right. in terms of... Because cre- you think, number one, it's going to be claustrophobic. Yeah. Which And I th- I want I really want to see behind the scenes in terms of how they shot that film. Uh-huh. Because it was, it was <laughs> well done. Very well I mean, done. Just... But also what I love, what I love is they establish all the characters initially. We have a scene when everyone gets off of the train and then they have to reboard, but then everyone is separated. separated. Like in... Uh, uh, 
return mm-hmm. when everybody's together yep. and, then and, they they split pff- and then they kind of like and it's how do you own... get back to each other right and so you've actually and got... that was the ch- that's the challenge how do you get back when you're got oh, when 12 cars full of zombies and i really like that unique thing that they did with the zombies in the dark okay so again spoilers here so when they start when they're getting ready to go they're um three of them are in a car they're in car like seven seven and they gotta and they get to, to like 13 yes. or nine or some crazy number and so they're yeah. like okay you know we're gonna, and they have this great little scene so one of the characters that i want to really shout out though uh sang hua was played by don siok ma now and that's the big guy he's the, he was dope he's badass he was great he gets all the great lines mm-hmm. he's basically that cool genre character yes in the movies that's that funny but can kick ass and at is the same badass time. and you, yeah. you you like them a lot mm-hmm. so they all basically do this really cool and like i said this is a this is a true zombie film it's a true genre film but with heart, but they had that element where they're gearing up, they're armoring, yeah, they're themselves, armoring up themselves up with like with duct tape, tape and like um, all the biteable parts. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh, they, like, and like uh, one of the, some of the people are are, are baseball players, mm-hmm. so they get some of the gear, and they're like, "Let's fucking do this." And he had these, and he almost, I swear, it was tape. like a Shaolin. Yeah, it was. It was with the, with the exactly with the like the Iron Gauntlet style, you know. But they're all getting ready to go forward. And then all of a sudden, sure as shit, they hit a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I I laughed because I was like, how worse can that get? Because, right. of course, they're right. going to hit the dark. Exactly. But what was great was you remember what he did. They said, let's wait for the light uh, to come back. Uh-huh. And I was like, aha, that was smart. Yeah. That's what you should do. But the ultimate irony is with this film, the they zombies can't see in the dark. No, they can't. Which makes sense to me because if you see every zombie movie, you see every zombie movie, their eyes are the first thing to go. Right. They either glaze or they become milky or they're good. So, and those zombies, their eyes kind of like whoosh, yep. went, went and they only respond to like sight and sounds mm-hmm. like a T Rex. Yes. But it and, was well done. And the zombies themselves, the contortions that yes. they would do. They, okay. So <laughs> it was, if you ever seen like J Horror, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like the ring and mm-hmm. like the grudge. How when the ghosts come, they're like that unearthly, unearthly contortionistic thing. Now picture a swarm of those, and you got those terrifying. This zombies. was, and they're fast zombies. Which if they're slow and stupid, no problem. Yep. I'm good. I you, can. You handle, can see yourself can surviving, surviving that scenario. the slow and stupid, right? But if they're smart and fast, forget about it. Fuck all that. No, I'm dead. I might as well just like, all right, come on, all Done. you can eat, go, all you can eat, guys. Let's go. Let's do this. Because I ain't running from your ass. I'm fat and lazy. You, you, you have. You're going to eat good tonight. Ding, 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 ding. Just I'm hitting there with the dinger bell. Ding, 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 you know. And they I would were, like to think that I would like you know my final moments like suit up and like save have, yourselves. Have your moment. You're right. Jesus Christ. The the my, the first time I wept, and again, spoilers here, guys. Yeah. And this is available on demand, yes. so you can see so, this. And please, 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 please do. His when uh, Dong Siok, the the, the cool ass yeah. guy, when he the goes Shaolin out, guy. When he goes out, he goes out in such a great way, like a fucking champ. Straight, he's body. He's basically he's got this he's zombie using, up. Yeah, as he's, a shield. he's using his own body to block to let everyone everybody get else. to the next yeah. car. Meanwhile, he's just getting. Eaten and, and his pregnant wife, he, he looks back at her, and I it was something along the you know make sure you name our but and there was this whole ba- banter back and he had. forth like you know like and that's when I started crying the first time because I loved that character so much because the first time he's introduced I he was an asshole but he was one of those funny he's assholes. a funny asshole he right. kind of reminded me a little of a little genius I can see there, that you know? I can see it I can because see the it. little girl there's like a drunk on the train and the little girl says like should we help him and he's like he says something along the lines of. 
if you don't stay in school, you're going to end, up, end like up like that. him. Yeah. And then she bounces back like my mom says, that's not a nice thing to say. Then he even goes, oh, your mom must be poor or something yeah, like something that. Like that. Like your, right? mom, your mom must be stupid. Yes. It was something like that. I was like, was, holy shit. I was like, and that guy gives I, no fucks. Well, you know, it's not like you can't talk to kids like that because I do all the time. But know, at, right? the same, at the same time. It was genuine. He was just talking he to her like an adult. He was talking like an adult. That's what I, I kids just want to be treated like adults. So I treat them like adults. So, and you know? so his moment when he goes out for me. Like a fucking champ it, though. Uh, but it hit me like when spoilers here when ed yeah gets bitten in shot yeah. of the dead same here and i was like oh no. yeah i was like no because at first he's kind of an asshole mm-hmm. but then you grow to really really you like him. him yeah and then you're he like had, well his character has an arc an, yeah he has definitely begin to an even, end point. uh you know finally buddies up to uh sue ann's dad who's mm-hmm. kind of the main character in this mm-hmm. one uh but my god i just i i i was like i i like i don't and because because he's like when he saves him at the beginning he's like are you gonna thank me you know he goes aren't you gonna say thanks you know that would be he goes that would be the nice thing to do (laughs) in the heat of everything man it would be nice if you said thank you oh my god which is so funny and kind of right you know the levity in this film it works there's just not enough of it there's just not enough of it (laughs) because I I, I, and it was one of those like cathartic laughs too like Jesus Christ I needed that it's like okay and then the set pieces in this film Wow! In terms yes. of getting through the zombies, having the zombies attack you, the 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 one station and then oh, the God. depot at the end, the, the 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 station, the initial station when they finally get off the train and they think they're going, they're going to be to, to the to the they're actually the, the military is going to actually quarantine them all. Yeah, and they had some insider information saying no, don't do that. But then they realize basically that the entire army has been zombified, and there's some amazing shots in terms of pure like a wave of zombies, like World War. Z. This is the best chapter in a World War Z. Yes. This don't watch World War no, Z. Watch if, this. Yeah. If this you read is the, the book, World War Z. Yeah. If you read the book, this, this is, is a chapter yep. right out of the book. Yep. This is a perfect, perfect way on how to make an effective zombie movie. Hollywood needs to take note. Probably already has a remake in the works. It does, unfortunately. Um, you mentioned this before um, because we're going to get into our second film that we saw that was also a zombie film. But in terms of why let's talk about that after, after we talk okay, about okay, the second okay. one that, it'll make more sense then uh, but then there's also a character in this film that is so despicable but at the same time it's i he, didn't they feel, give him a little pathos at the end i, 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 I he wasn't redeemed no. but at the same time i was like oh oh i can see he's still a human being yeah well and i don't want to necessarily say in and that uh, was trump's america but and, that was so sad the way what he his, everybody's final moments it's rough were just well, there are scenes, again, in terms of the political allegory that's going on, uh, where they basically judge these people like, you need to go to a separate car. Mm-hmm. We don't want you with us. Mm-hmm. You are beneath us. You are, you are going to only bring badness to us, and we're going to put you in harm's way. And I'm just like, oh, shit. There that's was a only... little too on the nose there. Exactly. And it's, it's the best zombie movies are allegories. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. That just goes across And this one board. works that way. This that's one... why this is so effective. And it's weird because it is a Korean movie. But it is very an American problem. So relevant yeah. in America today. Uh, but no, he's literally throwing people and letting the zombies devour them. I mean, to he keep is such... his own. Yeah, he's just he's an asshole. You want him to die, but spoiler: yeah. when he does, you're like, oh. He has a moment where you're almost like, like you, you, don't you don't feel, feel sorry for him, but, but like, at the same time, you're like, now I yeah. understand. And the inevitability of a zombie film is everyone is cattle. You know, right. you're going to be in this. This happens. Basically, everyone gets theirs. So at the very end, <clears throat> you mentioned you saw me with like my head in my lap. 
there's a scene where you've got your last bit of survivors mm-hmm. and you can tell someone's about to have to like sacrifice themselves. Yeah. And when he starts talking to her, that's when I, I looked oh, down in my lap I, I, because I knew whatever I was reading mm-hmm, is going to wreck me even bad, more. Yeah. And the worst part was, um, is like, I, I wasn't listening to anything, wasn't reading it, but then there was silence in the theater and I heard several sobs out from other people, man. And but, you, but what you missed, I don't know if you saw it or not. No, I didn't. I okay. didn't. What you missed is he was, he was, he was, tra- spoilers. Yeah. He was transforming into the zombie. Right? Oh, okay. That's right. That's he was because, transforming, yeah. but then he pictured uh, his girl being born. And so he was oh, like, Jesus Christ. And so he, he would picture it and then he would look down at the train. And then as he was turning into a zombie, he had this like smile on his face. Like he's like. I did my best. Oh, and God. And then just like, and then just, oh, you see a shadow. It doesn't show anything. Just yeah. shadow. And I was like, and she's like, Papa. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. And then actually. And then it just kept getting sadder. It was just like, the, oh, my the God. Closure you fa- so there's this whole bit where he's kind of an absentee father. Yeah. And there's this bit where they show his little girl. At, at like a recital. A class recital. She's singing the song. And she just stops. She stops and she looks at this camera that's filming her. And dead on. And, and just, he mentions before early in the film, why did you stop? You should never stop. You need to see things so, to the yeah, end, right? Uh-huh. She and says it, it, it's because you weren't because you weren't there. The song was for you and you weren't there. So why sing it? So it's the, she, Jesus Christ. So her and the pregnant lady are the only survivors. Spoilers. spoilers. The only survivors. They're walking through this tunnel, this train tunnel. They're trying to get to like the, the where the army is, where the salvation. I don't know if we should give any more away. Let's okay, just okay. let's just leave it at that. Let's let people see it. Fucking but Christ. it's so fucking good. I think we spoil, yeah. <laughs> we spoil it enough. But, you know, let's let's not give away that one two punch. Oh my god! You know what but I'm saying? I couldn't after the film for about 20 minutes. I could not talk about it without starting to well, well up and start up. crying again. Yeah, it was embarrassing. It was, it was sad. It was. And I was even thinking like I forgot one. I forgot something or other. But I was like watching this and they're like Aloha from Hawaii, and I'm like, <laughs> right. So yeah. Uh, but Train to Busan. I can't highly, recommend it. I, no, I can't recommend it. Was it, highly my, enough. it was my favorite. It was and it was my, an experience, man. Yeah, no, and this again, was hearing people crying, yeah. seeing people reacting afterwards, yeah. and I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. visit with them. No. Oh. And you know what? Okay, see this movie any way you can, but if you are absolutely able to see it in, in the theater, theater see it in the theater. It will only enhance things Bring tissues. Oh, and someone mentioned, like, if you watch it at home, you can have a nice ugly cry. Yeah, that's true. But I want to watch it again because we were kind of near the front when yeah. we saw it originally. I want to watch people react to it now. Oh, my God. And see them go through <laughs> Are you going to be able to watch them this time, though? Are you going to be able to, like, look up at the screen? I know, I, no, I'm watching, just watching them. Watching Fuck the people that. react, man. <laughs> Fuck this movie. I'm watching people. Because oh, that's also kind of one of my favorite experiences. Yeah. Again, that communal experience. Yeah. But that was a rad moment. And Whew, it was so That good. was a powerful powerful movie it really was yeah. it really was and then we were lucky enough then to see another zombie film yes. another international yes. zombie film one i was not familiar with at all because i had heard the hype train about train to busan mm-hmm. the girl with all the gifts i was not familiar with neither did i until i saw the trailer, the trailer with you. Yeah. yes so this is another one another zombie film this is a british zombie film mm-hmm. uh written by mike carey directed by colin mccarthy this one is this is very much a I said it's kind of like um, Day of the Dead meets Children of Men meets Lord of the Flies meets a bad mushroom trip. Just in terms of like, yes, the various, that is very uh, different flavors. There are a lot of flavors mm-hmm. in it because this is a particular film. Uh, it's British. Um, 
it's definitely more somber, I think, than oh, Train yeah. to Busan. Because Train to Busan is very much kind of a big action. blockbuster. This is a bi- Train to Busan was way action. This is more of a cerebral yes. zombie movie. Um, this is very serious. Which is weird to say a cerebral zombie, zombie movie. It's on the brain. Yeah, well, it truly is. And I'm glad <laughs> I didn't really know a lot about this one. But this also is anchored by a fucking phenomenal performance by uh, Sania Nuana. Nanua, excuse me, right. Sania Nanua playing Melanie. Learn this name because she's, she's gonna be in some stuff. I want to see her and the girl from Stranger Things do like a buddy cop film, right? Or just maybe a, a high school buddy or something. Because she's the girl so with the got... Stranger Things. <laughs> I'll watch it, man. I will watch it. So what next would, on what, Cinemax? What is your? Ch- oh God, no, 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 not with the kids. I'm just saying okay. the title, the girl with the Stranger Things, sounds like a Cinemax movie. I, we don't, I went we, to we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't <laughs> we do not diddle children. I think just claiming that we don't diddle kids is a surefire way of going. They're probably diddling kids. No, what, but what do you think of the girl with all the? I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was, it was very thought provoking. It was very, um, very understated movie. It's I and that's what really amazed me because the way it opens is so vague. And if you and this is another one, the less you know going yeah. in, the better off I think you are. Yeah, I thought the girl with all the gifts. I thought she maybe had like powers. I when I saw the trailer, I thought that maybe they're like a psychic powers, Xavier School for the right, gift. Right, right, right. So she has all the gifts. And given the again Stranger Things, uh, the uh, the uh, oh my god, that one with Eva Green that just came out with the the extraordinary children. What right, right, right. Playing into power, that. superhero power kid movies are in vogue but now. what's great though is the fact that it's such a contrast because then it basically shows her waking up she's taking their little pictures down in her cell mm-hmm. and then they throw her in this like Hannibal Lecter-esque manacles Man, yeah. and she's escorted and then you and she the whole time she's like good morning how she's, are you hello hello she's, she's, she's so just a wonderfully peach. sweet yes she's just a peach she's got charisma uh-huh. like this actor she's mm-hmm. and I this is like you said and she's, she's adorable with, even when she's doing vile and heinous things she does it with such innocence yeah. and innocence and brutality. And make no note about this is a brutal zombie film. This is a zombie film. People and, are getting eaten and dying. This and is harsh, a, horrible ways. Yes, this is this is not a, a happy, you know, after school special. But I mentioned Day of the Dead because basically, and again, a little bit of spoilers here, mm-hmm. but the um, Melanie and this crew of crew of kids. Is this new generation of kids that are born? Spoilers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No spoilers ahead here. Yeah. But are born out of this infection. Yeah. To the fact that. And the infection is very it's fungal. It's very fungal. It's very, if you've ever played the game Last of Us, think of Last of Us the movie, and you will have this because because Last of Us. If you've never played the game, it's very it's an emotional zombie mm-hmm. movie, um, and it's all about a little girl and her savior, and they're trying. And the girl has this power where she can't turn into a zombie she's not infected and- right and they have to go from one end of the country to the other to seek refuge so mm-hmm. that's the game if you haven't played it but if you think about this as the last of us the movie it works really it well works that way perfectly because it's emotional it's sad and it's brutal well you you grow to really care about melanie and even glenn close yeah glenn close plays she doesn't play the villain in the film she's more of the antagonist there's no no there's, there's really... no there's no heroes there's no villains there's no because everyone's doing what they have to to survive survive yeah and there's a very telling uh line in this film when one of the characters realizes the it's everything it's everything is for not everything is doomed 
And she has this line that she's like, it's this, it's just not yours anymore. Yeah. Like this existence, not yours. It's not, this world's not this for is you ours anymore. now. Yeah. And that hit me but, like a ton of bricks when that happened, man, just in terms of, but it all stems back to Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. I mean the whole entire movie, just that couple of throwaway lines. Cause she's like, well, why can't it be both? Well, mm-hmm. it's not. Okay. I'll remember that. that whole idea. When she was, when she's asking Glenn Close's character, am I alive? Am I a person? Yeah. And that moment when she's like, yes, that's when I think Melanie hits the she's switch like, and is like, then, then I'm going to, then why am I don't want to be your right. guinea pig. Yeah. I'm going to do what I need to do mm-hmm. to survive. And then also I mentioned Lord of the Flies, <laughs> the fucking, the feral, feral kids. kids. They are smart and deadly and scary. Very scary. Very, very, very scary. scary. Then like, <laughs> like it, it almost takes a uh, Beyond Thunderdome kind of mm-hmm. feel with the kids. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's when the uh, again spoilers here when the base breaks down and they have to flee from it i was not expecting that until like maybe the very end of the movie i thought we would be in that facility for the remainder so when that happens what like 30 minutes in right i was like holy shit okay well now off into the world we go here we go and the the world get good practical effects yes the set pieces in this are also in that whole tree thing oh wow that that whole spore growth growth thing and i love the uh, imagery i love the imagery of um urban decay yep. as in where like and fungal growth like the earth is reclaiming back what was taken mm-hmm. i love that whole not only the concept of it but i love the imageries of it like if you ever see like i am legend yep. or like pictures like that i and it was just beautiful and scary at it the same scary. time the whole movie was beautiful and scary yeah i mean it's yeah. well shot well written so well performed again mm-hmm. uh sania nanua she's so good yeah. uh but i just I, there was just and so then who was the girl that was the lead girl Gemma Art Gemma Artisan she's yes. been in a bunch of stuff too and she's always really good she's she's fantastic and she's always kind of like in a lot of movies she's very glammed up and very sexualized not in this movie at all they really play the fact that the world's been like this for a while now yeah. and that's what what's interesting with this particular film is Train to Busan it's right when when the shit hits the fan this is the shit's been, been going been on for a while fan. yeah because if you think about it some of those kids are like it's oh, been going on for at least 10 years at least mm-hmm. 10 12 years mm-hmm. and so this is like humanity's last stand so. and what I also loved was just in terms of just the the play of uh, everyone seeing the kids as monsters mm-hmm. treating them as, as such monsters. except for Gemma's Ex- character mm-hmm. who then that's why Melanie ends up growing such a bond with her yeah. and I I, I I liked the ending a lot actually I, I like because it thoroughly enjoyed the ending really gave it a kind of a positive spin yeah it was in the it, midst of just the desolation that exactly happens. it was a spark once again, back to what she was talking about, Pandora's box. Yeah. Oh, where the only thing left is hope, hope, and and that's the only thing that's in the box. And if you think about it, the only thing left in a box is Gemma. That's true. She's the is hope. it because she is really in a? She's the hope. Quite literal. That's yeah. nice. Nice play, man. Yeah. Again, going through an hour of dick and fart jokes to get to something you know, <laughs> right? A little bit deep on that, but yeah, no, the girl with all the gifts. This was probably the biggest surprise I had. Uh-huh. Uh, Train to Busan was my favorite experience, but this is one that I think that um, it blew me away how good it was. It really was. It, I mean, it, it f- fucking phenomenal. Like I said, movie. Uh, the, it, it has the somberness of Children of Men in mm-hmm. terms of the. It's there's a lot of going on, um, just thematically, quite literally, and what yeah. have you. I this one played really well for yeah. me, man. I like this one a lot. And two zombie movies that two girl zombie children centric zombie that movies that really injected life into the genre, which. Yeah. That to me again, if you can offer something new with mm-hmm. zombies, 
good on you. And and that's what I was saying. I think it's going to because the the Living Dead zombie is a, definitely an American creation. Thank you, Romero, with Romero and all that. Because before it was like the 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 Caribbean uh, Caribbean voodoo. like voodoo zombies, but it wasn't until Romero brought the actual zombies to life, and then they played, and then it kept going and going and going, and and people say zombies are played out, and I think it takes a foreign aspect to turn um a, definitely an American trope that's been played out into something new and fresh. I mean... Well, that's the beauty of the, you know, international horror films, international genre films, is they take that basic template, mm -hmm. but they put their own flair into it, their own perspective, which can make it fresh because we're not attuned to that. Mm -hmm. And I do like the fact that it is, that, you know, we're getting these awesome, you know, international horror films. uh Uh, Think of The Host. Yes. Just in terms of a great Korean film. Yes. Uh, Korea does genre films like nobody's (laughs) business, man. Phenomenal Phenomenal horror movies from Korea. So good. But no, I really, I really think the fact that we're not necessarily in a zombie we're not in the zombie renaissance anymore no but if we can get films like that once a year even yeah i'm good with I'm that i'm good with that because i still like zombies yeah but well I, I think the reason we get so much is because it's easy uh, yes it's easy to do it's easy to throw a couple of latex scars on a person and go okay now growl yep you know and which is cool i understand which is fine yeah i mean everyone kind of cuts their teeth on mm-hmm, that you know like yeah. shit i I had a camcorder one time. I made a mini zombie film. I back was in, in the a day, zombie right? movie. Exactly. So, yeah. So, but we can appreciate when they yeah. bring the finer stuff when, in. When they add a little new spin to this, and I think it's like it's a Indeed. breath. It's a breath of fresh air, um, in a very dead part of the pun yeah. Uh, genre. Yeah. You know, it was it was so nice, and it was yeah. and it could have gone completely off the rails, so to speak. Right. But it didn't. No. It. it These it, were great. It, every beat was perfect. The moments of levity were oh. funny, especially when it was her because she did it so innocently, like. Um, like she's looking at she no, spoilers she just finished like chasing a cat and devouring it because she is she she's, needs to eat she's, 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 she, she, what do they call them the hunger hungry the hungries yeah, yeah. The hungries. so she had she had a case of the munchies <laughs> so she needed to eat a cat so she ate a cat and then she's walking through this desolate uh, area of downtown London which was really cool it was amazing <laughs> oh I love that and she's sitting there and she's looking at like adopt a pet today and then the, the Gemma comes up and like do you want a cat and she goes no thank you I already ate and just walks away just innocent like like somebody get like hey Jay you want some chips no I'm good you know and again the moments of levity and both of those films peppered mm-hmm. throughout, but uh, they really work when because you, you need them. Because yeah, yeah. if it's all gloom and doom, right? Jesus, Christ. then you have the road. You have, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, that there's that scene when whatever he sees that big flash outside uh-huh. in the road, and he starts filling up the tub with water. That affected me in such a way. Just his reaction. That oh God. Just that, that, what do you Shit's do? Despair. Done. Hit yes. the fan. Yeah. Oh, whenever there is an internet outage, I am always afraid that's the, that's the spark. That's the start of shit going down. I'm always right. just like, I'll be on the, like, the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, I can't get my internet to work, you know? That does me whenever there's an Amber Alert or a, when they go, bah, 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 oh. and it comes on your phone. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, society's broken down. I'm like, oh, it's just a missing kit. I mean, I'm not like, oh, it's just, just a, a missing, missing kit. You know what I mean? Nice but, genius. Well, I know. But I mean, oh, let's face it, one kid versus a zombie apocalypse, I'll take the missing kid. <laughs> you know, I mean, eh, if your kid's missing, I'm sorry, but. You know what I mean. I do know what you mean. <laughs> so check out The Girl with All the Gifts. Yes. You will not be disappointed. No, 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 no. Not uh, at all. Especially if you like Glenn Close. And you know what? Okay, hold on. Yeah, I yeah. got to say something about this because I, I was telling one of my coworkers, and she's an older lady, and she goes, no, why would Glenn Close be slumming in a zombie movie? And I'm slumming. like, first uh, of all, I said, first of all, you're fucking wrong. It's not slumming. 
A no. good role is a good role no matter yes. what. No matter if it's low budget, big budget, if it's a good role. And I'm like, nobody forced Glenn Close to do this. She read the script. It's, she liked the script, yep. which justifiably oh, so, so. And she decided to do it. So whenever I see a bigger name star in a lower budget or a genre movie, I'm never like, oh, well, oh, he no. must need a paycheck. You know? I welcome it. Right. I think like it's like a good role. Is a, good, a good role, role. yeah, yeah. And what was really funny, there was a there was a couple sitting next to me. Oh my god, that kind of pissed me off. Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. And they weren't uh, the chatty Cathys by any means, but you could I can hear them just interjecting. And at like what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? Halfway through the movie, the guy's like, "Is that Glenn Close?" And I'm like, "Dude!" And you looked at me, and I looked at them, and I'm I like, know. and I and I even said, "Really?" And then I just kind of went back to the movie, and then <laughs> it didn't take me out of the film. No, thankfully, but at the same, but... same time, I'm like. Really? Yeah. Come on. Because we, we do appreciate the quietness of the film. Right. You know, we'll talk about shit afterwards. Right. But, or maybe it? you just thought, hey, psst, 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 you know, keep it very right. low. But, but not, one, they were loud. They were and loud. two, that was a stupid ass question. <laughs> Is that Glenn Close? No, it's fucking Famke Jansen. You know, like, come on. Now, that would have been interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Her squeezing the you know life out of zombies with her legs. Ooh. Could have been interesting. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Next time indeed. on Cinemax. <laughs> so definitely check out Girl with All the Gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, we closed out, literally closed yeah. out Panifest with the last film on <laughs> Sunday. What an ending. What an ending of the great festival. And we had the opportunity to see this one the previous night. Mm-hmm. And but I we think didn't. ultimately, because we wanted to like basically kind of have a closeout film. Yeah. And this is one I'd been looking forward to since it first got mentioned. Yeah, me too. In terms of kind of hype. Because um, nobody knew what was going on with it. No, and there weren't really any good trailers for it. There no. was a proof of concept trailer There was a for couple it. of screenshots, but it really was just a guy in a sheet. Yep. And that is nowhere all you n- need. near the insanity that was going on in this uh, movie. That the insanity we are talking about is The Void. Mm-hmm. Uh, written and directed by Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Kostansky. And this is not an Astron 6 picture, even though... It's an Astron 6 pedigree because of those right, two gentlemen. Right. Um, my God. This is an effects-driven film. Mm-hmm. Practical effects. R- all practical But this effects. is also another one that could definitely be labeled as kind of a retro throwback. Most Agree definitely. Or dis- okay. Most definitely. Okay. I think it's... I, the best way to describe it for me is if... And I, I, th- I think I tweeted it. If John Carpenter and Clive Barker made a grotesque, beautiful baby... <laughs> It would be this movie. You would get the void. Because some of the images, like the scenes and the lighting, the movie was beautiful. Oh, it was shot just spectacularly. And then when the gross monsters happen, it's fucking gross. There was... So when I mean Clive Barker and John Carpenter, I saw Hellraiser oh, in that God. movie. I saw Assault on Precinct 13 in that movie. I saw The Thing in that movie. Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness in that movie. In the Mouth of Madness yes. with that movie. Um, just all sorts... Uh, Lord of Illusions Lord with that Illusions. movie. Um, Shit. Uh, the, the Siege on a Hospital. So, you know, you got Halloween 2. I mean, three. it was totally John Carpenter and Clive Barker. It, I was, mean, it was a milkshake of theirs. Yeah. But then you turned the insanity up to 11. Yes. Because in terms of the violence, the gore, the grue. Mm-hmm. This the is a story, gnarly movie. The, yes. Oh, this is this is one you don't know what the hell is going to happen. It's one of those some movies you're like, okay, this guy's going to die. This right. guy's fine. This guy's great. This this is going to happen. This monster's going to pop up. Blah 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 blah. You can you can know anticipate. Right. This I had no clue where shit was going. I was like, what's going to happen next? That's not what I was expecting, but I like it. So it's almost as if you you had an entrance to hell. Mm-hmm. 
in a hospital mm-hmm. just because now, so let's look at the uh, we're huge carpenter fans obviously <laughs> yes so every time these guys hit something that was very carpenter-esque i liked it me too um especially to the point when the people in the robes which are part of a cult yeah which are you know it's uh, it's such a so you've got almost like and in terms of the hellraiser aspect it's a demon outer space i i need to see this again because it's i'm not going to say that it's so convoluted you can't understand it no but it leaves a lot of questions it doesn't it it, 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 which is one of the things that if you remember right we had some friends like that's what took them out of the film right i didn't i didn't take i I mean the the questions that i had i was like i can make my own conclusions or i can can watch it again and see maybe find out Mm yeah and it didn't take me out a lot of people were like i didn't get it because i didn't understand well like this is a movie that is not going to spoon feed you. No, it's if you're not. looking for a spoon feed movie, this ain't it. And it's also, I mean, it's a film that is built around the effects work. Yeah. This is a, like when they did the Kickstarter and the Indigo campaign, it was like, we are going to make an old school monster movie. Mm-hmm. Practical effects, gooey, just good shit like that. And yeah. that was the that was the premise that was and built it was around it. Done so well. These and monsters, they really, these monsters are like nightmares yeah, it's the, I mean, well that's where you get the lovecraftian element mm-hmm. from like in the mouth, in the mouth of madness, of madness. But and, also and even the thing Barker, the, tendril, oh, the, th- yes. the tendrils that are and yeah. that's why it's the and uh, even a little bit of spoiler here for the void but like when the doctor eventually reveals his final self yeah I mean, that, that was, was very uh hellraiser yes. very hellraiser which very even lord of illusionsy yeah which, and then the whole dream sequences prince of darkness so prince of darkness i was like waiting for you to go no and I then know. like i was even looking like are you, uh, Is he going to react there? <laughs> well, every time that happened, though, it just made me inside go giggle a little and go, okay, I like that. Because yeah. it's not obvious and if you're not a fan of john carpenter or then any of those, you ain't gonna notice no, it's just gonna be a good movie. it's just gonna be what is that right. that's kind of weird but if you're i guess a student of yeah. carpenter you're, and and barker you'll be like oh i know that movie i, I know that, that movie i know that movie i know that movie it was like a love letter to those two guys it really was and well that's the thing with these guys um jeremy and steven them they are very, they're cat they're like us yeah but super uber talented <laughs> right you know, obviously <laughs> if you've seen like um you know father's day man board the editor, the editor yeah the they definitely love those films that we love they wear their love on their sleeve oh God, and yeah. they're unabashedly love them and i mentioned before i think you're kind of you need to be a one and done with those kind of films but the way they make these films because this did feel truly like an 80s carpenter film it did they the editor felt like an old 60s giallo movie yeah. uh father's day felt like a trauma movie yeah. um man borg felt Manf- like the, the eliminators you know right with Every, like a ninth. everything they're trying to go for they, they wind up succeeding well they're very talented yeah. that's the thing there's talent behind all of that yeah. and i'm really anxious to see what they do i'll be honest i need to see this one again i would like to see it again too and i don't know if this is necessarily um uh you know a shot is- at the film but i don't remember it as well maybe that's just because of festival fatigue in Probably, terms of because it was the films. last day and we just finished watching all these other fantastic movies yeah. I mean, like, because right before that, we saw a uh, girl with all the gifts. Mm-hmm. So that was still fresh in our mind. That's the bad thing about festivals is there's so many that it's yeah. hard to, like, keep everything. But I'll be honest. I would watch any of these movies again anytime. And as soon as they're released on DVD or Blu-ray, oh, I'll I'm be. Pick, yeah, I'm picking these up. Be seeking those uh, out. Busan is on Blu-ray. Is it good? Yes. And so. it is on demand as well. I made sure I had people. I was telling people at work that, and they're like, a zombie movie made you cry? And I'm like, no. I said the same thing. They're like, really? And I'm like, yes, it made Dustin well up. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yes, yes. It's 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 that it's that good. If it makes a, a big manly 
bald bear of a man. Bald bear of a man. And and me and you, yeah. it made of us cry. You know what I'm it saying? Making me cry. <laughs> Jesus, that can be a Tuesday night. Okay, that's nothing new. But for you guys, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, that's, I don't that's get, the I real don't, deal. <laughs> I don't get very emotional sometimes. I mean, I do, but yeah. I mean, this one you yeah. can't help. And if you if you don't at least feel. On Turn to Boost on, oh, you're a monster. You're, you're a soulless you're a, monster. You, your soul is dog shit. Stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> but ultimately, we almost had like an interesting sandwich in terms uh-huh. of the throwback, the throwback zombie. Yeah. Girl, little girl zombie movies. It was like a weird Oreo. And it was, it was, but it was such a delicious Oreo. Mm-hmm. And again, just in terms of the crapshoot of the film festival, we were very lucky. Yeah. The four films we saw, we loved. <laughs> yes. Don't want to say flawless, but they were phenomenal. But. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage everyone out there. Hell, I got out for almost the entire weekend. Yeah, you know, I know. This, I, I, so. was, I was so happy, too. But I want to encourage people to seek out you yes. know, film festivals or just, you know, these very, just you know, the, the randomness of these films. Do you know? yourself a favor. Go see something obscure. Yeah. Definitely. Go to a theater and see Definitely. something obscure. If you have, a, if you're lucky enough to have an Alamo or an independent film uh, oh, yeah. movie house in, in your town, go take see advantage. Take advantage of it. If a film festival comes to town, take advantage of it. If you're like, oh, well, this one's in the next town over. Take go fucking see it. Just do yourself a favor. Go see some great movies. You'll thank us later for mm-hmm. it. So until, uh, well, you know, obviously we've uh, got a lot of stuff still on the slate for the year. But um, before we go, shout out to Adam and shout Adam out and to Tim, Tim for, for putting, putting all on that this because that was an undaunting task. And we're going to wrap it up. So until next week, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Mm-hmm.